I and all past and current members of the ACSS team would like to acknowledge that this podcast is being recorded on the traditional lands of the Ngunnawal and Ngambri people and pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging. We also acknowledge the traditional custodians of each of our delegate hubs where many of our listeners will be based. You are listening to the podcast produced by the Australian Crisis Simulation Summit. We are a volunteer student-led organisation who create and run complex futuristic and alternative crisis simulations in a national effort to help create the next generation of national security experts and leaders. We hope you enjoy and learn from this podcast. This is a moment that requires leadership. China signing security pact and looking to establish a base. People think I don't like China. I love China. The Pacific region has listed climate change as its number one threat. And so Friends AUKUS is born. With a failure to invest in renewables. I want to thank uh, that fellow down under. I just have two more words to say. Obama out. Hi everyone, Jacob Huth here, the director of the ACSS for 2023. Joining me is Tim Hobbs, the 2020 founder. Welcome, Tim. Thanks, Jacob. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here and um, excited to see that you and your team are taking on for the fourth time. Um, it's a big task and uh, yeah, congratulations to you and all the people that have been involved. It's good to hear. Good to see. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thanks, Tim. Just for our listeners, a quick overview of today. This is going to be a quick, short and sharp podcast to describe where the ACSS has been and where it is going in 2023 and some big updates um, and some very exciting things coming to the ACSS this year. But to start us off, Tim, can you give us a quick introduction into just who you are and what and what you're doing at the moment? So we founded the ACSS in 2020 uh, and I worked with a, a great team. Uh, we had about 40 people in the end who were all participating in, in putting that together. Uh, and I still say to this day that I've never worked with such a resilient, hardworking and committed group of people on delivering a, a massive project. Uh, it was the first time it was ever run. Uh, so it was a lot of uh, new, new territory that needed to be crossed. Uh, and it was so exciting to, uh, to see the vision uh, come off, uh, but it wouldn't have, wouldn't have happened without uh, all the single contributions of each and every one of the people that supported it, both the team, the stakeholders and the delegates. Uh, it was a, it was really uh, fantastic to be a part of. And I'm so excited that it's continued for another three years under the uh, excellent leadership of the uh, other executive teams from 2021 and 2022, uh, led by Gemma and Jen. Uh, and now under you, Jacob, I'm really excited to see what how you put your own own stamp on the summit. A bit about me, uh, since I, I finished university, I did law and international security studies, um, did a bit of work up on the hill with the senator. Uh, and then uh, since then, I, I went over to New York and worked at the Australian mission to the UN, which was really exciting. Loved loved that. It was awesome. And um, if you ever get an opportunity to, to go over to the UN or, or go over to New York, it's, it's amazing. Um, couldn't recommend it enough. Uh, and now I'm working at a defense company here where uh, all the opportunities for the defense industry, getting involved in that. I can I can absolutely t- attest to both the commitments and the resilience of ACSS teams, particularly as uh, as my position as head of dele- delegate experience last year in 2022, um, under the guidance and leadership of Genevieve Lum as the director of last year, uh, and now as the director of recently onboarded about... Uh, 20, 25 um, wider team members to a total team of about 35 people in 2023 and only having seen them for and worked with them for a few days, uh, the executive for the last few months 
Uh, I can already see how such a dedicated and hardworking team, everyone's getting right into it all of a sudden. Uh, you know, initial meetings with all the portfolios happening the week weekend of the week they have been onboarded. So just little things like that really attest to uh, how committed, how and how excited these students are to get involved in such a brilliant project. Um, Tim, can you explain mm. to us what ACSS means to you and why is it such an important organization for students and professionals in the private and government government sectors alike to get involved with yeah sure so so it started out as a as an idea um, which we had in, in 2019 um, and we wanted to create uh, a crisis simulation um, we'd seen some of the uh, american universities and some of the british universities host crisis simulations for future leaders and we wanted to bring that experience to to Australia as well for Australia's future leaders. Um, so we, we set about doing that. We got a few people over for a barbecue, put a bit of a slide deck together, looked at how we could set this up and we started shopping it around the, uh, the ANU uh, to see who would be willing to support it. Uh, we got laughed out of a lot of offices. A lot of people said we were too ambitious and we needed to think about scaling it down. Um, but uh, thanks to the support of some really key players uh, within the ANU, particularly Admiral Chris Barry and uh, Dr. Don Dallapoza, who were really supportive of our vision. Uh, we managed to uh, get it off the ground, get some funding and, and, and off we went. We pulled the team together and uh, the first sort of major challenge we faced was COVID. Uh, so the onset of COVID at the beginning of 2020 gave us a real uh, sort of crossroads. Um, there was a point there where we nearly canned the whole idea because uh, we weren't going to be able to do it. We were initially planning for a, a summit to happen in person in Canberra, fly everybody in for the week. Um, but uh, obviously we couldn't do that. We we're everybody in lockdown. Uh, so we repositioned the summit to a, uh, a virtual event. And I think one of the great things that uh, that, that did uh, and which subsequent teams have, have carried on is allow for this event, not to just be a Canberra based event with, people from the ANU and UC and other people who can get to Canberra. But it's really uh, opened up the event to people from all over the country. And we've got people participating in every single state and territory uh, every year, which I think is fantastic because at the end of the day, national security is a national endeavour and we need people from all parts of the country uh, to be involved uh, with their perspectives and their voices contributing to debate uh, and contesting ideas uh, and policies. So I think that's something I'm really proud of um, that the summit's been able to achieve and, and continue uh, beyond when we set it up. But uh, in terms of why it's, why it's so important, I think uh, it's a forum for like-minded and passionate young people to come together and think about some of the challenges that our country is gonna be faced with in the future. Uh, I think one of the great things that the summit teams have been able to do, particularly the teams that have been working on the crisis simulations they've been able to draw on our strategic imagination about some of the threats and opportunities uh, that we're going to be faced with in the next 10 to 20 years and then enliven them in a simulation in which delegates are faced with key decisions about uh, our foreign and defense policy drafting and implementation which will uh, and could impact um, our region and and the way we participated in in it for uh, for decades to come so the fact that we've got uh, people who are young people who are interested in this in this content uh, 
working through these challenges now and meeting each other, networking, uh, getting to know some of their future colleagues. And I think that's that's one of the really great things that um, we've been able to do uh, with, with the ACSS and why it's so important that it continues. Uh, and I'm really glad that you, you're taking on the challenge, Jacob. Thank, thank you. <laughs> um, no, and I can absolutely to attest once again to the invaluable support of both Admiral Chris Barry and Dr. Dom Dalaposa. They have been quite instrumental even since you know, 2020 and continuing into 2023, supporting us and making sure we get the funding we need, we get, uh, we get into offices we need to get into um, and, and talk to the right people to continuously expand the ACSS and make it as productive and beneficial to both delegates and stakeholders alike. And yeah, once again, touching on the hub model like you did, Tim, we, in 2023, we also want to emphasize how important it is to envision it's not the Canberra Crash Simulation Summit. It's not the ANU Crash Simulation Summit. It's the Australian Crash Simulation Summit. And the ANU is a big advocate of ours once again, and they are behind us in making this a national uh, a national effort, a national student-run organization. So this year, we, we are very much increasing and particularly this year, Brisbane and Melbourne interstate cross-institutional support from both academics and students. And so we can get a wider range of perspectives. And once again, like you said, national security is a national issue, not just a Canberra issue. And so it's important to get those other typically unheard voices and other voices that do not typically uh, engage with or aren't engaged with by the national security community to, within these organizations and roundtable discussions. In terms of this year for stakeholders and delegates, for delegates, the ACSS for 2023 is very much about getting these students into engaging with such a practical experience where they can take on the role of decision makers while being challenged by the by real world constraints and constantly interpreting complex information and making hard choices whilst being overloaded by such a huge amount of information through our, through the crash simulation software conductor we use and other other tools such as the SBC, the Summit Broadcasting Corporation, to enhance the learning experience for these delegates. The, the value of the ACSS to stakeholders is how the ACSS stress tests the resilience of prevailing standard operation procedures, decision-making processes, and organizational cultures and principles in the face of their greatest challenges. So these crisis simulations tackle some of the most important modern and futuristic challenges Australia will face both in the public and private sector. And that's where the real value for these stakeholders are by getting to see how the younger generations are engaging with this material and engaging with these uh, projected problems and current issues as well. And this allows stakeholders to also review how their standard operation procedures and decision-making processes perhaps are lacking, where there's, there's gaps that need to be filled uh, both now and going to the future in regards to these ever expanding and differing potential crises that could happen in the future. Yeah, no, Jacob, I certainly agree with that. I think the value that the summit provides to stakeholders is firstly, they get a first look at how future leaders are interacting with future problems and challenges. Uh, and I know a number of uh, the people that have participated in the summit have been uh, poached into uh, various organizations, um, which has been a really another great benefit of participating in the summit. Secondly, I think it can uh, challenge some of the thinking around uh, particular uh, foreign and defence policy challenges that we're currently faced with. I think the summit's been uh, really successful at doing that, um, allowing new ideas to, to, to come to the fore and uh, 
looking at problems in different ways with with different thinking. And I think part of that is uh, sort of coming to a comment you made earlier about the multidisciplinary nature of of uh, the ACSS and some of the uh, and I've had a look at some of the documents that you've put together for this year. Uh, and I think that's another really exciting thing to focus on bringing people who are not from traditional security policy backgrounds into the conversation, but also people from all, all walks of life and uh, with all different backgrounds and experience. Because I think that diversity uh, in thought uh, and in experience is, is what we're going to need to, to solve these uh, problem, solve these big challenges that we're faced with. Um, and thirdly, I think the value that uh, stakeholders can draw from the summit is exposing future leaders to the roles that these organizations and institutions play in both drafting and implementing our foreign and defense policy. I think that's really important. We've got these future leaders who are really young people who are really passionate, really interested in these issues. Uh, and they're still at very early stages of their career progression. Uh, and I remember in 2020, I wasn't aware of the width and breadth of the national security community. So by having an opportunity to engage with some of the senior leaders of these organizations, uh, you learn about what kind of career paths are out there and how you can make a contribution, how you can how you can serve and how you can uh, influence uh, future decisions in, in national security in Australia. I hate to sound like a, a sounding board or an echo chamber, but I 100% agree, as the listeners can probably expect. But yeah, just to further on that, in, in the modern world and increasingly going into the future, uh, it is essential for delegates to understand both the importance of operational leadership skills um, but also, just like uh, we were both saying regarding uh, the increasing multidisciplinary nature of the ACSS, is for individuals um, and delegates to be hybrid individuals. These may be these will be individuals who may specialize in one area, but have the mental and cognitive capacity alongside the leadership and interpersonal soft skills to engage with any material and any field of thought. So, for example, if an individual studies specializes in or works in a field dominated by international relations, uh, whether that be an international relations degree or whether they work in a government department uh, like DFAT, um, it is important for that same individual to be able to engage with and understand someone with a, perhaps a sociology expertise or criminology background, uh, gender studies background, or ever-expanding list, physics, pandemic-related, health and public safety standpoints, um, crisis management, ecological and climate studies, computing, psychology, history, uh, engineering, engineering, whether that be you know biochemical, nuclear, or civil engineering. That is the sort of the per- that is the sort of person as sort of the de- delegate the ACSS wants to create, and this can also benefit stakeholders who engage with the ACSS because they get to see how we create hybrid individuals who can engage with any area of the world, and that's. Uh, obviously increasingly important within a world whereby national security experts will have to engage with, as you were speaking about COVID before, national security experts will have to engage with health professionals and be able to understand how perhaps all national or local health issues can impact at different levels of society. Um, There is a cyber attack on critical infrastructure. You'd have to engage with Anywhere, anywhere from computing engineers to perhaps there's an ecological disaster as a result from the, the critical infrastructure going down. You'd also have to consult with cyber and clients and national security experts and maybe perhaps psychologists to deal with the aftermath of that critical infrastructure being going down. These hybrid individuals are going to become increasingly important within such both the modern day environment and, 
and the future. And that's what the ACSS has created and will continue to create through different innovations in how we actually make the crisis simulations. For example, one of our big priorities this year in the ACSS 23 is to incorporate a multidisciplinary, both bottom-up and top-down approach to our crisis simulation creation. So as Tim was speaking about before, with the delegates playing different roles within actual government departments or NGOs or private organizations, we will incorporate this multidisciplinary nature by these roles are a bit different, not just the typical national security roles of, for say, the secretary of the PMNC, but also including perhaps someone within the media department, perhaps someone who's a bit more STEM inclined. So with the AUKUS arrangement becoming quite manifested within civil and military organizations and the geopolitics of the world, it's important that we have nuclear literate students involved in the ACSS. So these science students can engage with typical national security students for say are studying PPE, international relations or international security studies. So these students can start to engage now and learn from each other. And so we can foster a culture of round table discussions and incorporate people from various aspects of society when we deal with these national issues, uh, both in the real world and in these simulations. So that's what these the crisis simulations will be designed to do this year. Um, following on from what I said about AUKUS and nuclear literacy, the ACSS is very committed to being a bipartisan, bipartisan organization. We want to say that first and foremost. However, the ACSS also prioritizes that real world events need to be factored into our crisis simulations and how we educate our students going forward. And so with AUKUS impacting both modern world and the future going 10, 20, 30, 40 years into the future, we need to align ourselves with the real world. And that's last year in 2022, we engaged with delegates in Washington, DC from Georgetown University. And this year we'll be focusing on that relationship once again, and also trying to include students from the UK. Why do you think, furthering what I said, why do you think aligning with real world politics is important in relation to AUKUS and engaging with US and UK students? Well, Jacob, I think it's really exciting that your team this year is going to get the Americans and the British involved in the summit. I think it's really important that at this early stage in the career progression of our future national security leaders, that we start engaging with our British and American counterparts. Uh, This is going to be a, a big international endeavor. Obviously, it's going to take many years to achieve. It's going to involve generations of Australians. And one day, the people that are maybe some of the people that are involved in this summit, uh, both here in or here in Australia and in America and, and the UK, may be uh, involved in delivering uh, some of the submarines or some of the other uh, technologies that uh, AUKUS is developing. Uh, so I think it's great that we have this early interaction and we can start thinking about some of the big strategic issues that we're going to have to deal with together to ensure that our countries remain uh, secure and prosperous uh, for decades to come. Uh, The other thing I think it does is uh, improve the situational awareness of each of the people that participate, Um, you know, whether they're in Britain, whether they're in America, whether they're here in Australia, of the kind of strategic issues that we're looking at. Um, I spent a little bit of time in the UK doing some study there and uh, I was looking at some strategic studies and, you know, one thing that really struck out to me was they're very focused on on Russia and Europe and obviously that's a factor of their geography Um, and I mean here in Australia we've been enlivened to those issues as well because of the Russian invasion to Ukraine but uh, before that we probably wouldn't have said Russia was 
really up there with one one of the things we were thinking about all the time. You know, it's it's more things in our region that we're focused on. So I think by engaging on these kind of issues uh, at this early stage, particularly in the format of a crisis simulation, we can improve each other's situational awareness of the kind of strategic challenges that we'll be faced with um, in the decades to come. No, and I, I 100% agree with that. It's, it's it, uh, what you say aligns with, once again, what we hope to achieve this year. We hope delegates from the moment that they begin the simulations in September to when they finish the simulation summit uh, a few days later is to have this feeling of bewilderment uh, and almost shock as to how much they learned and how different their decision-making processes and their situational awareness of the world and national security, potential national security crises that could impact them now and going to the future. We want them to come, come away from the summit with those feelings of shock, surprise, and bewilderment, bewilderment as to how much they learned. So if the ACSS were to continue for another 10 years, where do you think it could go and what uh, compounding impact could it have over a decade of impacting 100 students and 100, 100 professionals each year who engage with us at each summit week? Well, that's a good question, Jacob. Um, I mean, I really do hope it goes for another 10 years. I think that would be the hope. <laughs> I mean, I think the opportunities that it gives to young people and future leaders and uh, the challenges that it makes them think about and the networks that it creates, I think, is uh, are all good things um, for the national security community here in Australia. But where could it go in 10 years? I think um, one idea that, that a couple of people have come up with and particularly was sort of fleshed out by one of the people that was on our initial executive team uh, was having ACSS International. So running a, running a summit here in Australia every year, but then a second week where we connect with partners in Southeast Asia, in the Pacific, um, all over the world, and we, we try and solve crises together. Uh, maybe it's a bit more focused on negotiation, but I think, I think that would be a really exciting initiative to follow up on at some stage, uh, you know, expanding the network uh, beyond just Australia and, and, and British and American counterparts, but looking at the whole world and how we can collectively contribute towards solving big challenges that we're going to be faced with. I think that would be a really exciting uh, initiative to be involved in. Um, and perhaps, you know, you could do some more regular simulations as well. Uh, as we get more competent at building the simulations, we could run them more regularly rather than just doing them all in one week. You know, we could have a couple of once, once a month. And, uh, and then I think also building on some of the connections that we've already established with some of the big institutions, uh, government institutions, and as well as, those in the private sector, uh, other groups uh, at the youth level that are involved in national security issues. I think building on those connections and working out how we can all uh, contribute to, uh, to these crisis simulations and to improving uh, the next generation of national security leaders and, and getting them to think about the challenges of the future. I think if we could do that, that would, be, that would also be really exciting. So um, yeah, there, there are a couple of ideas. I'm very much also hopeful for those ideas to be fleshed out uh, and put to use in future years. It would be great to see where the ACSS goes um, and what it can achieve and how it can impact future decision makers and leaders to make better decisions and at the end of the day, hopefully make the world a better place by making those better decisions. And I think that's what the ACSS is about. Um, you know, thinking about, yeah. I think, particularly in a volunteer, such a high performance, 
high commitment volunteer organization like the ACSS, it's extremely important to remember why we're here and why we're doing this and why we're putting so much of our time, whether it be an all nighter up until I know I've done uh, last year's head of daily experience. I did various nights uh, or mornings yeah. you could say up until 5am a week before the summit week. Um, yeah. But during tough. those, yeah, during those early mornings of the uh, early mornings, early hours of the morning, sorry, uh, I think it's it's very important for us to remember that our goal is to create better better humans with better skills, um, and that makes them in the future better decision makers and hopefully being able to solve um, not solve but respond to these crises in a more efficient and effective way that has a greater beneficial outcome all of Australia wherever you are. And so I think focusing on that. Uh, is very, very important once again in a high-performance, high-commitment, a volunteer organisation, student-led organisation. Just on that. Yes. I'd say, you know, since the ACSS started, we've had a number of global crises in which Australia has had equities and interests at stake. We've had the pandemic, the, uh, the Black Summer bushfires and frequent national disasters here at home, the fall of Kabul. We've had increasingly harmful cyber attacks in which we've seen you know, Australians' data released online for hackers. And uh, we've also seen Russia's invasion of Ukraine, uh, more authoritarian China as well. And we've seen our political leaders say that uh, the strategic circumstances in the Indo-Pacific uh, are changing, they're realigning, and uh, we're faced with some significant challenges. So... With all of that happening uh, and moving into a more contested period of, of global history, uh, I couldn't agree more with you that we need to make sure that the next generation of national security leaders are prepared to tackle the inevitable challenges and crises we face in the 21st century. Absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's, it's once again, ever since uh, I remember last year, there was crises that would happen and without going too much into the crisis simulations, um, you could say that we predicted a few of the uh, crises that uh, befell the world and Australia last year. Um, and so that's, once again, without going into too much detail, it, it very much re reflects how engaged the ACSS team is with real world, real time geopolitics and how we factor that into uh, the mm. creation of the crisis simulations and uh, how we conduct ourselves and the crisis simulations during the summit week and what uh, other things we discussed through whether that be other academic workshops uh, operational leadership workshops or our podcast that will be happening fortnightly along with various other things that go on throughout the summit week like panels and careers events and so it's really that's something to very much emphasize that the ACSS does tackle these real world crises that we've seen happen over the last few years ever since the creation of the ACSS. Tim what are your recommendations to those applying to be delegates and how can they stand out in such a competitive process to attend perhaps the biggest Australian student crisis simulation? Well, I think based on your previous comments, Jacob, about uh, the multidisciplinary nature of the crisis simulations that you're planning to deliver this year, I think no one should count themselves out of applying. Uh, doesn't matter if you have not had any national security experience or You've never really engaged with these issues before. I think um, this is very much a, a, a learning experience for everybody involved. So uh, I strongly encourage you to uh, apply uh, no matter what background you have. I think in terms of standing out, I think um, highlight a couple of the extracurricular things you might have done at university, um, how your 
particular uh, studies linked to national security issues and also what kind of contribution you think you might be able to bring to the summit this year. Uh, and I think everybody's going to have a unique story to tell. Yeah, no one should count themselves out. Yeah, absolutely, Tim. I, I, I completely agree. Do not count yourselves out whatsoever. I can, I can say that we're very much focused this year on increasing people's skills. So we're not about uh, necessarily acquiring the best candidates for these delegate positions, but focusing on the people who have the best attitude and the motivation to become better, uh, become better decision makers and more knowledgeable in the field of national security and being able to put their perhaps expertise or general knowledge um, to use. We very much uh, encourage anyone to apply uh, we will be reading through every application. Um, but I think we'll leave it there, Tim. Thank you very, very much for your time. Uh, and everyone stick around. I shall be going through a few key dates and a few plugs for ACSS this year. If you are planning to be engaged with the ACSS or involve yourself um, or apply to be a delegate, some of those dates uh, will be very important for you to stick around. But yes, thank you, Tim. Really appreciate your time. And I'm sure our listeners, listeners got found your insights very valuable. Thanks for having me, Jacob, and wish you and the team all the best uh, with setting it up. It's a it's a big task, lots of interests and uh, decisions to make, but I have no doubt that you will be able to uh, navigate those complexities and, and bring together what's sure to be a really exciting event. So couldn't encourage people to uh, be part of it anymore. Uh, it's a it's a really great great thing to be involved in. So no, thanks for having me, Jacob. All the best to you and the team. Fantastic. Thank you, Tim. Before I sign off, uh, I would just like to say once again, a huge thank you to Tim Hobbs, the 2020 founder of the Australian Christ Simulation Summit. Uh, a big thank you for helping us out even you know three years after his initial involvement in 2020. I think it really uh, signifies how much each year's team very much believes in what we're doing and why we're doing it um, and the significant impact we do have on people who go through uh, this summit each year. Um, and just as promised, uh, here's a couple dates for people who want to be involved in the ACSS this year. So we have fortnightly podcasts, including this one, which will be hopefully published, should all go to plan on the 2nd of April, Sunday at 6 p.m. Another important date for everyone to take note of is delegate applications. Uh, will open on the 1st of June, and that will involve uh, an initial written application um, and once again, follow Tim's advice. And a few few uh, weeks after the written application has been processed, you'll be contacted should you be successful for a uh, group interview, which is the second stage of our application process. And then after that group interview, you'll be contacted uh, regarding whether you're successful in placing as a delegate or not. Uh, in one of our various hubs throughout Australia, whether that be in Brisbane, Melbourne, Sydney, South Australia and Adelaide, or our virtual hub or our four Canberra hubs. And something else to take note of, if you are a ACSS alumni, we have a very exciting event that'll be taking place on Wednesday, the 6th of September. That will be a gala night for the entire ACSS alumni to catch up and um, which will be fabulous, so save the date for that one. Uh, the summit week for this year will be held between the 4th and 7th 
of September. So that's the Monday to the Thursday with two unofficial days occurring on Friday the 1st of September and Friday the 8th of September. Thank you so much if you've stayed with us uh, this far into what was not a short and quick podcast, but a, a relatively long podcast. And hopefully we see you at the summit this year and continue to see you as a listener throughout the rest of this year with our fortnightly podcasts. Thank you.